0: This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of
1: Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale and honored to be part of
2: the following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network Entertainment here.
0: High five, Tom. Well, what up, high fivers? Uh, This is your boy, High Five, Tom. I thought I'd do a little preamble here uh, before we get into the episode uh, with Will and Brunden. Uh, Brunden did join us uh, for an extended uh, question of dishonor and a bunch of other things, but uh, the reason for this is I did want to pay tribute. Uh, I did it in the episode, but I it was not nearly as good as it deserves. Uh, But I did want to shout out. You know, I, I don't do these very often. Uh, but obviously I want to say rest in peace to Tina Turner. Obviously, Tina Turner is not Ring of Honor related, but at the end of the day, this is our fucking podcast and we do whatever we want. Uh, but Tina Turner I was, a, was a big, I don't want to say, influence on me. Um, she was just a bad, bad lady, and I mean bad in the best way possible. You know, growing up as an 80s kid, um, most of us knew, you know, Tina Turner from, you know, obviously Mad Max. You know, behind the thunderstorm, and we knew the big hits. You know, what's love got to do with it? Uh, you know, simply the best, and you know all those those legs commercials that she was doing for pantyhose back back in the day, and everything. Um, you know, so I kind of knew Tina Turner, you know, as a kid and a young adult, as you know the pop star, you know, that we see on TV. I didn't really know the whole backstory, uh, and then one night randomly, you know, really weird evening that I'm not going to get into the evening, but uh, I randomly watched, I don't say randomly, but I watched uh, the biopic with Angela Bassett, called, uh, Bassett sorry, I apologize, uh, called What's Love Got to Do With It? And it's, uh, you know, obviously a biopic about Tina Turner and uh, her life and what she went through. Um, you know, I won't dig too much into it. Um, those that know, know. Um, but I will say forever and ever, ever, uh, fuck, fuck I Turner. Um, you know, I'm sure things were maybe, you know, dramatized for TV or whatever, but fuck that guy every day of the week and three times on Thursdays. Um, you know, and and the things she went through and what she, um, you know, and, and the domestic violence and all that stuff kind of, um, I don't want to say it's true. It's definitely kind of hits home. You know, I'm not going to really divulge much more into that. Um, uh, but, you know, I could definitely, I don't want to say identify, but, You know, um, it's something, yeah, that, yeah, it's a pet peeve of mine, I guess, is a a very PC way to put it. Uh, but yeah, just watching that movie and all the things that she went through, um, and and to persevere, I mean, just to walk out, you know, out of millions and millions of dollars, because, you know, Ike Turner was being a a horrible, horrible, horrible piece of shit. Um, so kudos to to Tina Turner, um, and then I, I did dig a little bit, you know, into her back catalog, um, with that, and, and she was just an amazing, amazing performer. Uh, an amazing human being. Uh, you know, just really, you know, a person that that ladies really should look up to. Hopefully they do. Um, you know, she was, she's was a bad bitch. And, uh, you know, I did play Proud Mary. You know, in dedication to her, that literally is one of my top 25 favorite songs. Um, if you can listen to Te- Tina Turner singing uh, Proud Mary and not get it, you know, Wanted to run through a wall, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, Tina Turner, like I said, I mean, uh, you know, 83, obviously, you know, you had a good run, but it's still a very, very sad day. Uh, someone that I, you know, I looked up to, you know, and I hope, you know, you know, women out there that are going through similar situations can find some solace in a person, um, you know, the strength of Tina Turner. So, uh, thanks to you, Tina Turner. Um, you know, all the high-fivers out there, just go out there, and if you don't know the song, just go check out Proud Mary, but any Teeny Turner song, man, I mean, obviously all the hits and everything, I mean, she's got a prolific catalog, um, you know, and I'll say it once, and I'll say it again, you know, Fuck Ike Turner, I went through all the stuff I've got him on iTunes, and I literally just put Fuck Ike Turner in uh, all my files, so, um, but yeah, I, I didn't really do a proper you know dedication to tina turner in this episode that you're about to hear uh so i just wanted to do one now uh so yeah that's all i got high fivers but uh enjoy this great uh episode of ring of honor everly um you know it's a great time you know it's always a good time talking to will and it's good to have Brundan on for the entire show you know we've got some uh exciting things coming up here on ring of honor everly but uh yeah enjoy the episode everybody well what up high fivers yes recording is in progress after a good 45 minutes of pre production banter. Um, but for um, the usual, I've got my very good friend here, Mr. Yurchin Slow Will. Will, how are you this evening?
2: I'm doing all right, Tom. I want to take a moment because I found out it's a. If people follow my personal Twitter, um, it's not a super secret. Uh, but my friends in comic book couples counseling, I, we oh. brought up uh, the Eisner's. Yeah. Uh, Last week, how Daniel Warren Johnson is up for an Eisner, but uh, my friends in comic book couples counseling uh, were selected to be part of the voting committee for the Eisners this year. I saw that. That was really dope. uh, Right before they tweeted about it, I sent him a message asking because I I think the statute of limitations is up on this. Uh, Years ago, I was part of a show that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network, and we maybe got to vote for something. And we weren't technically allowed to. because only the one member who actually lived in Canada is allowed to vote.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm like, how hush hush is this? And like, oh, we just tweeted about it. It's like, great. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I, I did see that tweet. So congratulations to those guys. And, so.
2: uh, I guess on that note, also safe travels to uh, Jason. It's part of the Comic Couples Counseling Podcast or like their community. He works for the WWE, so he flew out to Saudi Arabia today.
0: Nice. Yeah, I saw some clip of Kevin Steen diving off into a big, like, uh, thing pool. Kevin Steen, or Kevin? Swim, Hall, sorry, sw- swim pool. No, the you swim know the, like a crash pad, like the big crash pad, like for suicide. Di- and, yeah. So, wow, I am. Yeah, I'm out of it. But, um, Will and I are not alone. Uh, we did bring in a hired gun, uh, for mainly for his own question of dishonor. And, uh, we'll see how long he sticks around with. Uh, it's totally up to you, but it's pretty much the third member there of um, the man I'm electing that probably should have his own podcast here one of these days. But I'm just saying that I probably should have said that off air. But, uh, Brendan, the Irish Misfit, how are you this front night, my friend? I'm doing
4: well, my friend. Just, Doing well. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Always a,
0: always a pleasure. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll have we'll have you on again next week, but uh we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <too>. that's true. <laughs> I gotta finalize the details on that, but uh no, seriously. Um I'll bullshit Brendan. I don't know why you don't have your own podcast, but that's you know I like to mooch off other people's.
2: I was going <laughs> he he's too busy doing all the legwork for other people's podcasts. <laughs>
0: that's that, that's no lie. So well, Brendan, we're glad to have you.
2: I but, wear a lot of hats, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, that's a lot true. of spoons, a lot of porridges, a yeah. lot of spoons, lots of porridge. Um, and I don't know why this always makes me look like I've got mascara on, but I really don't. I would tell you guys if I did, but you're not borrowing Jimmy Jacobs uh, wardrobe stuff. No, he's a lot tougher than I am. I don't know if you I should. Could... Uh, you
2: should cop the haircut next.
0: Kind of. Yeah. So I was all puffy today. So uh, but I am going to start to show off with a little bit of uh, sad news, uh, at least for me. Uh one of my personal favorites, uh one of the, the one of the baddest bitches on the planet, Mrs. Tina Turner. Uh did pass away. Uh she was 83 years old. Uh, but I, I love Tina Turner. Proud Mary is probably top 25 favorite songs of mine. Uh, definitely go check out uh the biopic done with Angela Bassett. Uh, what's love got to do with it? Obviously, her biggest hit. Uh people know her, obviously, from you know, uh Mad Max and everything. But a uh, great biopic. And I'm just gonna say Fuck Ike Turner. Um, after you watch that movie, um, so everything that I have on my iTunes that even involves Ike Turner says fuck ike turner on there. Uh he's a cocksucker, but yeah, uh Tina Turner. Uh sad, you know, it was sad Yeah. So, yeah, sad day. Obviously, a good run and everything. But uh, you know, speaking a little problem, there, I i throw a little bit on there. Hopefully we don't get kicked out of the oh, And <laughs> awesome. yeah, Um why why you playing Chester? Okay, we okay, so do this. Hopefully this doesn't kick us off YouTube. But uh yeah, Turner, thanks for being a badass yeah, not, and uh
4: yeah, I think you might like to hear
0: us. About. Gentlemen,
4: I'm glad she had bigger hits than Ike. Yeah, well take that as you want. <laughs>
0: yeah, no shit. So um, but like I said, we did bring Brunnon in, so I'm gonna switch my audio here. Uh, hopefully that doesn't get us kicked off of whatever. Um, I couldn't hear anything, so we're probably good. Yeah,
4: it sounded like robots in the background. Oh, okay,
0: sweet. Yeah. Um, but you guys can hear me now. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Loud and clear. Um. Well, we have a couple of questions of dishonor. Uh, the high, or, you know, will put out the call to the high fivers, and uh, the high fivers came through. Uh, first, uh, well, we actually got several questions from our good friend, uh, Mr. Eric Freeds, as you've heard him on this podcast and probably will hear, hear him once again in the near future. Uh, and make sure you do check out, um, he's got a couple episodes out on the pod uh, nattering with E that, uh, Mr. Brundon is on and also our good friend, Mr. LOL, Mike Peterson. Uh, Mike, again, thanks again for coming on. That was another great episode. Uh, and, but his
2: uh, Bauer was on an episode too, right?
0: Was he? They're going to do a music episode, weren't they? I thought that, yeah. Let me actually. I have them listed here, and I shall up to four guests.
2: Um, yeah, he's he's got that. He's got a hockey podcast. He's got a, a Leafs podcast. So I don't know if they they run in this off season or if they're just going to be running during regular season. But
4: I don't think me- he's had Bauer on just yet. Okay. Right.
2: T- I I saw I saw there was talk of it happening. I, yes I, I was unaware if it that was in the can already or not.
0: So, so sorry if you spoiled it. Um but yeah obviously shout out to former our former guest, our personal friend, um someone that Will and I actually have hung out with in real life and actually slept on my couch. Uh Mr David Henry Bower the third so
4: could be future Shining Wizards uh trivia champion.
0: Yeah. Could we'll be this,
2: this coming Monday.
0: Yeah. yeah. I actually scheduled an interview that I've got scheduled around that. So I'm like, yeah, I actually, I, I hit DHB3 up. I'm like, did Tony tell you what time? He's like, yeah, 7 o'clock. Or I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he told me what time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to schedule this. Well, you said after Tony?
2: That. I thought Tony wasn't the committee. That's uh, it. Well, you know.
0: He's the liaison, so yeah. he, he'll K- give it K-Fabe's
2: out. Fabe's
0: dead. That's yeah. it. Fabe is dead. But Eric's first question, and like I said, Eric, like I told you in our message, uh, we're going to do one of these a week. Um, and we'll go from there we'll get some legs out of that I do enjoy every single question uh but the question this week is gentlemen Robocop or time cop now I know I'm a little bit older than both of you um Not do much. you guys know either or um either or both of these movies
4: I know Robocop I know Robocop I know of time cop I just never saw it I know it's the uh, Jean- Claude van Damme, right it
0: is where it goes back in time and he's a uh, yeah, he's like a policeman, like, yeah, like time travel's like a thing, and like he's a policeman that goes back and like stops people from being naughty and all that good stuff, and um, yeah, so you guys both, and I'm going to go with Time Cop, uh, I have not watched RoboCop in probably 35 years, uh, it is on Tubi, it is on my list of things to rewatch, um, I know it's a very influential movie, but uh, I'm not a Jean-Claude Van Damme guy. In all honesty, you know, I'd obviously much prefer Rob Van Dam, you know, but I do include like Sean Glad Van Dam more than like Steven Seagal as a human being. Uh, But fuck both those guys. Uh, But Time Cop was uh, the movie my dad took to me to uh, after uh, the whole hamburger incident where I got myself arrested and put myself on house arrest and ran away from home. And then my dad picked me up and uh, we went and saw Time Cop. So it kind of has a special little place in my heart. Um, it's not a horrible movie. It's stupid. There's, I mean, so many different plot holes in it. It's not even funny.
2: Uh, but yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot to unpack in that statement <laughs> that Tom just yes. said. Because <laughs> he said the Hamburglar incident. So I'm thinking, you know, something happened at like a play place. Yeah. Yeah, And then me too. Tom, I'm just like, yeah, I got like arrested. It was like house arrest. and I ran away.
0: Yeah, I ran away I ran away a bunch, but that was uh I haven't told the Hamburger incident on here. I haven't heard it. Oh shit. Um Well I posted something on Facebook. So uh make a long story short, I was working at Hardee's, and you know, obviously I'm making minimum wage, making like $4 an hour and homecoming was going up and I actually had a date. I was going to take my, uh, my then girlfriend at the time, Jesse to homecoming. I was actually going to go to a dance. Uh, we were going to have a cookout beforehand, but I didn't have money to buy hamburgers. So I just stole a case of hamburgers, uh, from Hardee's where I worked, but I learned a very valuable lesson. There is you don't trust other people. Cause, uh, one of the kids I worked with knocked me out. So uh, a cop showed up at my house the other next day. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a wrap on that, but of course I had thrown most of them up because I couldn't fit them in my mom's freezer. So, <laughs> um, and I, I I had to cop to it too. Yeah, because um, Jesse actually got busted, and also my buddy Jim. Uh, so I just I mean, took the wrap fact... for everybody. So.
2: Yeah. The fact that you ought to take a whole box and not like a sleeve for like well, it's just easier. Was Because you know, so. then you couldn't even stash them.
0: Well, I didn't know that at the time. I just saw an opportunity. I was just like, you know, I walked in the back door, and, you know, the, the oh, freezer was right there. And
4: We Here were I all 17 thinking... once, we don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Here I age... am
2: thinking Tom is, you know, some innocent Midwestern boy.
0: Oh, no. I was, yeah, I was, yeah, taking things that weren't mine was definitely my thing in high school. Um, you know, I was just broke. I mean, you know, I mean, we didn't have extras, so. Yeah, my my other thing was yeah, I was I was stealing cigarettes from my other job, and ironically enough, the kid that knocked me out, his dad was my manager at the grocery store I used to work at, where I got fired from a couple months earlier because uh, they they thought I was stealing. Um, they were right, but I mean, I was, was going to say
2: they thought, but were they were they right? Were...
0: Yeah, they're they're one hundred percent right, but I wasn't the only one. Um, well, I, I mean, that not gonna... doesn't
2: make it better, Tom. <laughs>
0: uh, we definitely robbed that store blind, but cigarettes is my thing. But, dude, I'm selling like cigarettes to underage kids for a dollar a pack. How dumb was I? I was not a a dollar a pack. Yeah. I mean, this is 1994, 93, you know. 99.
4: Um, I was, uh, if you gave me, when I turned 18, if you gave me five bucks, I would get you uh, a pack of cigarettes and keep the change, which at that time was about a dollar fifty change.
0: That's, yeah, that's not bad. So, um, I mean, yeah, I made okay money, but not as good of money as I should have. But, you know, so that, that's the hamburger incident. So that's why Tom time cops always kind of had a special place in my heart. My mom's boyfriend was definitely not happy uh, that I got caught stealing, um, but he wasn't happy in general. So fuck him anyway. So,
2: yeah. Tom. Tom's so angry today. Let's fuck this guy.
0: <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, just kind of struck a nerve with like Turner and now Phil. So, yeah, I'll put him on blast. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Phil
2: strikes a nerve with me, too. Phil Rea, what's up? This is uh, Ring of Honor Revelry. Uh, I best, know he's... Uh, retrospective he's... podcast on the Shining Wizards Network.
0: He's put out two episodes <laughs> in two weeks. Whoa. I know. So... We
2: put out sometimes two episodes in, a, in two weeks, too. Sometimes we do three.
0: That's true. So, I mean, yeah, well, this is episode 74
2: in a row. You know, this is all just going to build up to eventually <laughs> Phil's going to be on.
0: We should. I, I. Well, I mean, I've had him on uh, the Chopping Up series. We should bring him on. That would be a lot of fun, Will.
2: No, I've uh, been on Chopping It Up, except for me.
4: Brian fight. He used to go to the Ring Honors, so maybe one Definitely. he was live at.
0: Yeah. Well, I and mean, plus he did that a nice, good six-seven-minute clip for uh, final battle. Yes. Um,
4: yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, I mean, Will, if you want to come on and do Chopping It Up, talk about yourself. That's cool. We're gonna do the Miss. It's gonna happen. I'm just I'm a little behind. So, and I know the it's guy a, that just, yeah. I, have,
2: I haven't watched Death to Smoochie yet either, so.
0: That was a great thing that you sent me on Facebook, by the way, Will.
2: I still haven't watched it. Brendan, have you watched Death to Smoochie? It's, yeah, I
4: loved it. it it's one of my favorite movies. I, I haven't watched it, a, it in years.
2: I remember as a youth seeing ads for it a lot. Yeah. But I never, I've never watched it. And Tom watched it. And there was a stretch where he was, it was like, he'd asked me multiple times in the same, like, Zoom sessions, like, well, have you watched it? It's like Tom, you, you asked me that three times like, last week. That <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. that was a
4: weekly, uh, that was like the weekly thing. Yeah, I definitely remember. Yeah, that. it
2: was, it wasn't just a, a joke though. Like Tom was seriously asking. <laughs> yeah, me that, that's the crappy year. part. I was like <laughs> not remembering that he already asked me. I
0: was like, wait, did I? And like Will would look at me. I'm like, wait, I asked you that already? He's like, yeah, like fourteen times. Like, oh, my bad. So
4: that's one of those movies I definitely had on VHS. Nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. said, I. It, it took me a couple watches to get into it, but uh, it definitely got better. But, um, yeah, but I'm going with Time Cop. Um, I do need to re-watch RoboCop. I know it is legendary. It's definitely kind of one of those early 80s uh, movies. But you guys pick RoboCop basically because you haven't seen Time Cop?
4: Uh, I'm picking RoboCop because I feel like if I ever get stuck in a cage, RoboCop will save me. <laughs> you can bust the doors off. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, actually, speaking of Phil, um, he did actually do Capital Collision Yes, uh, that yeah. featured RoboCop. <laughs> I did,
4: that's why it was fresh in
2: my mind. I was listening to that today.
0: Yeah.
4: See, I'm,
2: I'm picking RoboCop because, I mean, especially with the current kind of socioeconomic stuff that we got going on now, you know, when you really start peeling back the layers and you really, like, watch what they're saying they're doing in RoboCop, it's like, damn. This was, however, many years ago. They were way yeah. more upfront about it back then. Yeah, That's that he's a, a, a he's a multimedia superstar. I mean, he's had a reboot. There was an Alvin and the Chipmunks did RoboCop. What? I mean, it wasn't exactly RoboCop, but right? Was, but I mean, like, did they, he have a cartoon? Yes, he also had a cartoon. I
4: figured because everything back in the late eighties, early nineties had a cartoon. Had a cartoon. The California not, not, Raisins like, had a not cartoon.
2: part of the question, but the there was a Ghostbusters cartoon in like the mid to late nineties. I want to say yep.
4: early two thousand, early uh, late eighties, early nineties. I I mm. really liked that Ghostbusters cartoon. That was uh, that was quality.
0: It's Ghostbusters, but I mean, jeez, I mean, I love. I just rewatched Ghostbusters a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, My first VHS, too. My my parents bought me for that for Christmas, our first year. So, Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're going to do a review of Time Cop and Robocop. Maybe we could do a full-fledged, but there would be a lot of work. So we'll see how the Punisher...
2: And and, uh, Robocop also for me, because, I mean, I only knew that actor as Eric Foreman's dad. Oh, yeah, the bad guy? To to see him be, like, a real asshole, not just like, I'm going to put my foot up your ass. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's funny. So, yeah, I definitely got. It. I always get RoboCop and Max Headroom mixed up. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's an early '80s kids thing. So, um, uh, but Mr. Freeze, we will get to the rest of your questions, uh, one at a time. So, thank you for that one. Uh, but our good friend Mr. UTT Rob from Untanking the Territory, uh, did answer the call and uh, will. What is your favorite maple syrup?
2: Obviously, Vermont Grade A. The Vermont syrup comes in that distinguished gray bottle with the green cat. Dr. You know, sometimes are, sometimes are brown, but it's like, it's iconic. If we're talking about overall syrup quality. I do prefer something a little darker, a little thicker. Some applications. I want a nice light Amber, you know what I'm saying? But I, I usually want like that dark, like borderline molasses kind of stuff. Oh my.
0: Brandon, do you have
4: a favorite syrup? Um, I believe the one I like the best also is a Vermont variety. I'm not sure which one, but, uh, I mean, I always want to buy like the, I, if I go to like a farmer's market or, you know, like a specialty store or something like that, I always want to buy the, the special syrups they have until I see the price and I'm like, do I really have $30 to drop on syrup right That's... now?
2: That's, that's like, where I'm at, like, because I've become a snob for, like, some types of food, and it's, like, I have, like, for me, it's Parmigiano-Reggiano. I'm, like, I've got to spend the money to get, like, the real stuff, and I'll get, like, this store-brand block of Parmesan cheese <laughs> in air quotes. It's, like, nah, I want that shit that came out of the 90-pound wheel.
4: <laughs> so, I'll usually, uh, I'll usually go with, like, uh... Aunt Jemima or whatever they call it these days and uh spend the extra money on sushi or something.
0: Mm, I do love sushi.
2: I love mean, sushi. That would have been Tom. I know we haven't gotten to your, your maple syrup, but uh what is what would be your go to artificial syrup? If if I mean, you didn't have access to the like the real maple syrup, what would
0: I mean it's really tough not to go with Aunt Jemima's. I mean it's just I mean as a kid we always had it in the house. It was awesome. So I'm a
2: I'm a Miss Buttersworth. If I if I'm going Ah, to yeah. Oh, so.
0: that bottle. I mean, that bottle yeah. is pretty fucking dope. because that
2: that stuff is also sugar. Like it is, it is much like Bullet Club. You know, it's too sweet. Hmm. I mean, even thinking about it, I feel it kind of in my teeth.
4: Four year old me definitely chugged that, the, sh- the syrup
2: in my that, uh, that artificial kitchen. butter flavor that's in there. It's like. Oh. <laughs>
0: And then, uh, so, Brendan, do they do a lot of uh, syrup in New Jersey or no?
4: Um, it's not like the huge thing, you know, where bagels and pizza and Taylor ham. But, uh, you know, any? yeah, yeah. Not pork roll, Taylor ham, even though they taste the same. But then, uh, uh, um, yeah, um, they I mean, you go to any like farmer's market or country store or something like that. You'll, you can pick out some good syrup there.
0: Yeah. And Will obviously I mean you've got Vermont next door, but do you guys have any New Hampshire dedicated
2: Oh Vermont, um, New Hampshire, Maine, they all they all do okay. a ton of sugaring. I'm partial to Vermont because where I grew up in Vermont, that's what that was the big thing was um there was a couple dairy farms but like everybody sugared basically. Like anybody who had a house on land had maple trees that they would they would tap and have syrup for. It
0: yeah it's funny as a kid i mean maple trees were always the best for climbing and we had a we had a couple we didn't use them for syrup or anything but we had a couple in our yard man that's all i did all day was climb trees all the goddamn day so maple trees are fun for climbing but
2: also i mean if we're talking trees maple trees that's a that's a top tier tree yeah japanese maples beautiful trees
0: yeah and we're all about the same latitude so i mean you know i mean maple trees kind of definitely thrive in our perspective areas so
2: it definitely gets cold enough, so.
0: Yeah, and then mine is one that Faith and I have found. Uh, it's locally Wisconsin-based. Obviously, it's a Wisconsin-grade A. Eh? I definitely do love my Vermont uh, syrup. It's called Wagner's uh, Wagner's pure maple syrup. Uh we can they actually get it at the store now. It's uh super pricey, but yeah, we love the shit out of that. So we go through probably two of those big ass bottles um a month. So I usually put it on my oatmeal and everything. So but mm. and then uh Faith makes really good uh banana pancakes uh with it. So we do love our our Wagner's pure uh pure maple syrup Wisconsin grade A, but I mean you can't really go wrong with Vermont either. So I
2: remember years ago there was a news story about the Vermont maple syrup branding was we're suing other maple syrup companies for trying to cop the look of the bottle.
0: Yeah, I mean this shit's pretty iconic, so I mean you gotta be protective of that stuff. So um yeah, and then hopefully Will you got a couple bottles prepared for us when we come off for that eclipse next
2: year, so I got time to stock up the last uh syrup that I finished was uh my friend Sam who lives in New Jersey actually uh from my Birthday last year sent me a bottle of a Vermont uh, Sugar Shack. And it was a glittery maple syrup that was like filled with like mm. edible glitter. So like, you shake the bottle and like you pour it yeah. out, it's all like sparkly and cute. So yes. if you
4: eat edible glitter, that's when you want to shit your pants. Yeah,
2: yes, <laughs> then you yes, just have I...
4: glitter in your uh, trousers. Yeah, so that'd be,
2: I mean, kind of on the, the pant shitting story, um, to plug keep plugging i guess my friends uh, come up with couples counseling they did a patreon uh exclusive review episode where brad um tried the miles morales whopper from burger king and gave a 20 minute review it was largely more so just a review of the particular burger king that they had to go to because there's not a ton of burger kings around where they live in virginia you know, like, you know, we had to drive a half hour to get to this, this Burger King. They didn't have like any of this stuff. It was kind of a mess. We waited like twenty minutes for this whopper and it was fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> and they did address that and they're like, We all know everybody wants to know what was the after effects like. He's like, no red. We
0: <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. But it Don't... is it is a
2: whopper. Spoiler alert. If you are they said if you're expecting something special, it's just a Whopper on a chemically dyed red bun. God,
0: I can't remember the last time I ate Burger King. 94 or 95 maybe. So.
2: I used to like to grab fries from there because I like the Burger King fries a lot. But I they're, was a big, They're very when quality. I, when I could eat at Burger King, I was a big fan of Burger King. I like Not so much the burgers. If I was getting a burger, I was always a McDonald's guy. But like I like the, the Burger King chicken sandwiches.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd look at me thinking I'd eat fast food all the time, but I really don't. But, uh, I
2: mean, yeah. same. All, all I can get is french fries. Yeah. I haven't so, eaten
4: I mean, a McDonald's hamburger in about 20 years. Good for you. Well, I mean, yeah.
0: the, way, the way I look at it, if the bacteria used in your body to digest food won't eat the burger, I'm not eating the burger. Yeah. Um,
2: there was a, a doctor's office around. I lived, that had like a like you know like the glass like display like the glass domed like display plates that you put like a cake or something on. They had a yeah and they had a McDonald's double cheeseburger or whatever just sitting there open to show that like it just doesn't do anything, yeah.
0: Yeah, like that lady that found like a random big Big Mac in her closet after like five years, it was still edible.
2: <laughs> oh, you got that processed cheese product you got that borderline whatever you want if you want to call it produce <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't
4: find a edible after five minutes <laughs> yeah fries are good but uh the burgers ugh. well yeah
0: and it's
2: the, fun th- oh, this yeah. question took us all over the place i love it yeah seriously yeah. um
0: well yeah last night i was driving home and i can't stand it people like you're you're in the left lane you know, when someone pulls to the right, the turn lane, but then they go straight. So this asshole goes straight, cuts me off right in the middle, of the, and I'm all pissed off. The motherfucker, yeah, was flying to get to goddamn McDonald's. I'm like, motherfucker. So I'm like, I'm so sh-
2: angry Jay. Shit, I Every don't really time, am. I. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I'm usually like this. Usually by the time I talk to you guys, I'm nice and mellow, I guess. Yeah. So.
2: I guess we get Matt um, Walkie tom tonight. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not
0: chucking anything so and uh be a, Be old, I'm just gonna say uh the best of the Super Juniors kind of went the way I wanted it to so uh, my laptop did not end up going on the street so sweet um but obviously, I'm, I'm uh,
2: very behind so are they have they gone up through the semifinals at this point or is there still another
0: the playoffs are set and the so, A so block is it, fucking so,
2: mint. So they have the they have the final setup. So they have your your first and second for A and B to go against the first second of Yeah. I'll try uh, to catch up. It's probably not gonna happen. Uh,
0: if you can, um, just for pure storytelling and violence, make sure you check out uh Clark Connors or Dan Maloney today. Um have you seen that matchup, rondon no, nah, I haven't seen it. Dude, oh, I'm not even gonna call it a match, but it was a it was a, everything you would expect it to be. It was fucking awesome. So Dan go out your is him.
2: my he's my standout. Like I remember the first episode I watched, I'm like, I'm invested in this guy. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I knew nothing about him prior.
0: Yeah, shout out to my good friend Mr. Azar, uh that we I know from uh um, Big Dick Brett from the Brainbuster Buster boys future guest uh Alex Azar but yeah a couple of weeks ago he texted all of us he's like yeah uh United Empire just quote unquote signed Dan Maloney and you guys are gonna be happy about this and he was a thousand percent right but yeah him and Clark Connors just yeah they they did what you would think they would did it was it was amazing so um yeah obviously uh good out you know Phil high Fiver uh Mr Rob over at the U uh UTT Rob. Uh, make sure you're following him on the Twitter machine over and uh, check out all the great shows they got over there on taking the territories and uh, yeah, keep the questions coming, but we do have a rather lengthy and Epic question to dishonor. So like, <laughs> yes, uh, so lengthy and Epic. We had to bring uh Brundon on to, to read the question to us. I'd still be and,
4: typing uh, right now.
0: <laughs> and uh, I, I am very, very intrigued. Um, I definitely know my answer the second you sent it. But, uh, Brundon, do you want to read us your question?
4: Sure. Uh, I'm going to shoot from the hip. So it's 2013. CM Punk quits WWE. And you get him for three shows Uh, until he goes back. Basically, what are you going to do with him? Are you going to... You know, do a short program, or Are you gonna do dream matches? You know, who are you gonna book them with, all that stuff. So pretty much, fantasy book CM Punk and Ring Honor, two thousand thirteen for three shows.
0: And I, I, yeah, I'm definitely booking dream matches. Um, yeah one one thousand percent will you?
2: Is there enough people to have dream matches with for three months? I mean, we only get them for three shows, right? I think yeah. you'd be
0: surprised. At least my list, I really do. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It's topical, right? Everybody's talking about CM Punk right now.
0: Uh, Not everybody.
2: (laughs) Tom, you're talking about him right now.
0: There's only (laughs) one reason I'm talking about CM Punk right now, and that's because I enjoy Brendan's company. Thank you, sir. Even though he did misconstrue suicidal tensies and limp biscuit last week, but.
2: (laughs) I mean, he also. Said he wanted a show to win best to do super <laughs> fuck Yeah, house I
4: was of... in full tro- troll mode there.
0: <laughs> fuck House of Torture. Wait, no. Don't wait. No triple fuck House of Torture. Them cocksuckers. Future tag team champions. I sure should. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cocksuckers. So. All right. I, mean, um... I
2: guess doing a run, it'd be tough to do a run if you only have three shows. So I would say dream matches, you know, it'd be great to use him. You know, you could have Steen CM Punk while Steen's still champ. Get a get a CM Punk versus Jay Briscoe after Briscoe's champ. That was
0: my last one, yeah. Get
2: him get him in a match with Adam Cole since they're trying to really build up Adam Cole. Or I mean I'd be down if instead of Adam Cole we get the Mike Bennett match because Mike Bennett everybody chants CM Punk at Mike Bennett. Ooh, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Or if if we want to do a story with that. I feel like that would be a fun story. If it's like you just keep away from the title figure, it's just this like gag story where it's like everybody chants CM Punk. And during Immaculate chance CM Punk, he just comes out the curtains.
0: Yeah. Um, and I actually just saw this. I know obviously it wouldn't apply because their feud was like eight years later, but um, it'd be funny to put him in a program with Adam Page right off the bat. <laughs> you know, and then it'd yeah. be long term I mean, storytelling we, eight years later. You know,
2: we are starting That's to true. see a little more of Adam Page. He's not not quite full fledged ring no. of honor yet, but he, he was on. Yeah, last week. Was, was it last week? Last week's episode, not this week's episode. That we're yeah, the battle,
0: battle of the Adams, right? Um, and then uh, real quick, Brendan, I know you've got an epic answer, so I'm just gonna go. I actually had five. Um, okay. but I, I will. Um, you know, did list Jay Briscoe, so that's the obvious. Um, one I was kind of intrigued by would actually be Ciampa. Um, you know, Champa's coming back. A good feud with him. Uh, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean Chompa's definitely wrestling that indie style. He could bring that back out of punk. Um, I think that'd be a good time. Uh, the other one, someone I've been very high on lately, is on a good run, uh, from our TV show, Roddy Strong. Um, I mean punk and Roddy. And then I kind of went though, I don't know if it's gonna count or not because there's only a guest parents, but uh the person we'll see today, Ishimori. You know, it's if you all bring him there. Um, Punk and Ishimori would be. I would just love to watch the Bone Soldier just demolish, uh, CM Punk. Um, yeah. So I think that were the three I be I have. So, so Brunden.
4: All right. So I went full story here. Nice. So, I would have him. Uh, when he's announced, I would have Kevin Steen, call him out right away. Because they actually have some history, like uh, not like actual, like one uh, or actual history in the ring. But behind the scenes, they had a little heat when uh, Steen first came in. And I think Punk said something to him about wearing a shirt or something like that. They had like a little back and forth. He talks about it on one of his shoot interviews. So I would have Steen call him out, say, you know, this is my place now. This used to be your house but this is my house now. you want to come back here. you're gonna to have to base off at me first. Yeah. So first match is him and Steen and I would have a you know back and forth, nice long match. And then uh I would have it seem like Punk's about to beat him, maybe hit a go to sleep or something like that. And then you know you'll you'll love this, Tom. I would have Carino and Matt Hardy come out and fuck the two of them. <laughs> so there is history with CM Punk and Carino. There is history, Matt Hardy and CM Punk as well. Yeah. Well, the Hardys and Punk as well. They hate each other. So that could obviously lead to the next Matt next show, you know, t- Punk and Owens or Steen or whatever decide to team up and ah. team up against and the next one is a tag team match Punk and Owens against Steen or uh what's his name Carino and Hardy you have a nice good tag team match lots of you know all those guys like to interact fans and everything and then uh Punk and oh, Punk and Steen win. They send the fans home happy. But uh, they say, you know, we have unfinished business, so let's do this one more time. No, Anybody interferes, you know, you're suspended for life, whatever, something Mm. like that. Yeah. And then have their, you know, epic dream match as the third show. And I would have it almost end just like the first one. Punk gets to go to sleep. One, two, Steen kicks out and steen eventually beats him punk gives him you know the hey great job kid and puts him over on the way out and it goes oh. back to the e where everybody loves him all right so yeah that was my uh that was my my idea with uh punk and uh having him in because i thought about it too i was like you know there could be dream matches you could find someone to team with and have them go and get the wolves or yeah. it's Redragon or Red Dragon or whatever.
0: <laughs> it's Redragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Marco So
2: many people so many people use the Redragon joke is how they spell it out. So there's a lot of times where I look at it and I say, Oh, it's Redragon.
0: Well, I mean, yeah.
2: So, yeah.
4: I've, I'm I'm so I've said not, it I'm, both ways over I'm I'm so years. not over
2: the fact that the DR thing ties back to Davey Richards and isn't just some like new metal styling choice.
4: But you know, I was uh, what three weeks? Whenever you were on uh, the Wizards, Tom, I was that years old when I realized the Motor City machine guns were pointing <laughs> to their hands. That is <laughs> <it's> pointed... Michigan.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're pointing. <laughs> no, it's to not tr- like I've
4: have been, been watching them for fifteen years.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. So, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. Because, is it supposed to be because it's shaped like the mitten? Yeah, yeah.
0: and the, and the, <laughs> where they're pointing is where Detroit's in the mitten, so uh right in the pit,
4: right. Yeah. And I just thought way. it was some inside, like, hey, look at my
0: hand. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, uh, that it's is right. hilarious. It's I forgot not, not about some that. Some
2: third eye nonsense. It's like, no, it's like Detroit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, oh, Matt. Yeah. Matt Seidel. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like third eye shit, but that's another story in itself. So, um, but actually, the person I forgot to mention, someone that's been on a roll, especially in this episode, uh, Punk and Cedric Alexander. That um, could be a match. I was gonna bring this up later, but dude, Cedric, dude, just trips. Let him be, you know. Let him go. Um, I just imagine him in the best of Super Juniors next year.
2: I don't think he's yeah. a. I don't think he's a junior anymore. He'd have to. I think he'd have to shed some weight.
0: I mean, if Clark Connors can get down, I mean, yeah. I don't I
2: mean, know. We'll a, see. It's a. It's a hundred kilograms. I want to say it's like two hundred twenty pounds.
0: Yeah, two twenty. Yeah. So
2: I think
4: I WWE know. lightweight was always 235 and below. Yeah. Because I remember it was always like 10 pounds heavier than Cruiserweight and WCW. Yeah. But, I mean, he was...
2: The great Matt Hardy storyline where he was shedding weight to, to challenge for the Cruiserweight title. Loved it.
4: I loved everything that man could do at that point. I was a huge V1 fan.
2: <laughs> Him stripping down and hugging Shannon Moore because... After he took all his clothes off, he the, the scale said he weighed 220 pounds or 225, whatever it was you had to be, be the cruiserweight at the time.
0: Oh Matt Hardy, so <laughs> anyway, so um awesome. Yeah, well, Brundan, as always, um yeah, I mean you're more than welcome to stay on here as long as you want. I mean, we do have T V sure. and a and a repentless, you know, pay per view, so
2: it's relentless. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna keep,
0: I'm just gonna keep calling it repentless. No, you, so I mean,
2: you can mean it wasn't. It was about as good as the repentless album was. So
0: it wasn't. This episode wasn't that bad. It was pretty close. Cool, repentless,
2: so. Red
4: Dragon. You know. Eh. Yeah. Say it however you want.
0: Um. All right, gentlemen. No, but yeah, we are on Ring of Honor TV episode 88. Also,
2: we'll take a moment oh. if you enjoy Brendan's commentary. Follow him at, at Irish Misfit. Um. We are. Indebted to him for always having a question. Always engaging. He's always happy to come on. And we you know that our... Uh,
0: fills in a lot of holes. Show. Yeah, fills in a lot uh, of gaps in our knowledge. And there's I was like,
2: Brendan's filling holes left and right. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, just don't tell uh, his wife. So, um,
2: but yeah, I mean... <laughs> chief uh, chief executive of notes for the Shining Wizards now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, Brendan's gives, handle uh, is, is in the show notes, some people. So, yeah. I got to do... Is, just pull up the show a, notes and click on that Irish misfit. It'll click you right there.
4: If they ever Dude. read on uh, on the shining wizards, whenever they read over the top, if you hear Black Kevin Knight, that's me.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he really shined in this tournament, that best super juniors tournament too. So I'm not surprised.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah. that's good considering the first thing I saw the best of super juniors was because I didn't get it quite live. Was him getting the dog shit beat out of him by Clark Connors? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like booted it up at like pinwheeled, and it's like, all right, you're alive. And it's just Clark Carnes beating the shit out of him with a chair. I'm like, oh, this is going great.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he nursed that injury for that was a storyline for the rest of the tournament, too. So
2: still sucks about Ishimori.
0: <sighs> yeah. And like, if you see what happened, like, you're like, that I mean, it was just like a regular old clothesline, and then he just went down in a heap. And... Well,
2: that's what it's like. Hey, Orton blew his shoulder out, slapping the mat. I mean, yeah. You know. Oh, is that what happened? Sami Zayn, uh not, uh, not the most recent, but you know, Orton like hypes up for the RKO, and he like right, he yeah. bangs his. No, he blew out his shoulder once doing that because he came down and it like popped his shoulder out. Yeah, Sami Zayn, same, well, similar,
4: you know, yeah. when uh. When he was going to challenge Cena, I believe he threw his shoulder out too. Just doing his, you know, throwing his arm in the air and the shoulder just
2: went. Uh, It it was talked about when AEW started about people getting hurt. And it's like they go so hard so fast. That one day a week. But I mean, they the New Japan style style is that. But like three, four days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, he's not a young guy. He looks wow. great for his age, but he's been doing this for 20 years.
0: Yeah, 20-plus. I think I think he's – well, I think they showed today. I think he just turned pro in 2000, I think. Or is that Roddy? I think he was – maybe he was 02.
4: Roddy was 2000 because he was wearing that – he was wearing the shirt on AEW before.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah,
4: Ishimori, okay. I think,
2: it's like it 20 years or something. Because I want to say last yeah. year there was a big anniversary thing about like 20 years of Bone Soldier.
0: Yeah, and how the fuck I didn't realize that Hiroshi was rocking a suicidal tendencies fucking huge painting he on the back of his jacket.
2: Has been for a while though.
0: I, I miss things, so I mean, dude, I just figured out Ichimori was is Bone Soldier three weeks ago, so I'm a little slow on the uptake. So I was Ichimori's three... one of my favorites.
2: Too bad he's not uh, the leader of the Bullet Club
0: for now. Yeah, I'm definitely. It'll
4: be
2: a... David Finley.
0: I'm definitely getting a Bone Soldier Club t-shirt, so I found one on Pro Wrestling T, so...
4: He's way better than the previous Bone Soldier, that's for sure.
0: Who's the previous Bone Soldier? Wow.
4: Uh, I can't remember his name, but he used to be Captain New Japan, and he was, like, the worst wrestler in New Japan. He was an older guy. Fuck that guy. But I, didn't he, realize he the, I didn't realize bad.
2: Bone Soldier was something that was, like, a moniker that was passed along. Like Tiger yeah, just, like... It wasn't just like his thing where it's like, oh, I'm bone soldier.
4: I think as Captain Nujib, he used to team with uh, like Hanahashi and all these guys, and he was just the guy that took the pin basically.
2: <laughs> oh, so now, now it's the Tokyo pin, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have to
4: find
0: out who this was, but yeah, um, but yeah, so this is a Re- Ring of Honor TV episode 88, original air date May 25th, 2013. Uh, I remember I was just actually, uh, Redfish was just opening. So I was just starting my job that I'd mentioned last week. So a very fond time in my life. I'm not going to get too much into details. But uh, our opening match, uh, Will, was uh, Colin Delaney versus Mark Briscoe, the national treasure. Uh, do either of you guys remember Colin Delaney and all? I guess he was a hotshot yeah. prospect at WWE. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: He was cute. He was uh, That's absolutely in the, the ruthless aggression time frame yeah he, he got jobbed out a lot <laughs>
4: he was a yeah he was an ecw legend that's for sure oh the wc they were you know the one that matters no i can't yeah. even say that but uh <laughs> yeah yeah he got job he got his ass kicked out ecw for a while and then you know played the underdog got a got a win turned on tommy dreamer and then eventually got released but uh i actually remember him from uh he was big on the, uh, he was definitely big on the, uh, on the New York Indies, like more of like the upper New York, him and uh, this other guy were the, uh, the Olsen twins. So he was Colin Olsen and there was uh Jimmy Olsen. That's funny. And he was, uh, he was pretty popular in Chikara for a while. He ran with Brody Lee a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah. He was a, he, He's a good wrestler. I think he still wrestles today, actually.
0: Yeah, so he did a decent run between this and when he left WWE. Because he left in like 06 or something like that WWE, right? He,
4: yeah.
2: I'm, I want to say he popped up somewhere relatively recently. I in the last like, couple of years I was like on TV. Or I think he was on
0: AEW. I think I read I think he was, I did a couple of matches on AEW.
2: Yes. I could see him I saw that. i I'm, like, I'm like, is that that's me calling him the
0: Yeah. So and uh, here I, he is. I want to
2: say it was during like the pandemic when they were doing all the shows down in Atlanta or whatever. Okay.
0: Um. But you know, obviously with Jay being champion, I do like it's a given chance Mark to shine. You know, as a singles competitor, we'll definitely see him later on at the you know at the Repentless pay per view and everything. Uh, but Delaney definitely took a definitely uh, took a good whooping. Uh, look great, but yeah, in the end, obviously Mark hits the froggy bow for the win. Um. But yeah. So that was our first match and then our, our first commor- or our commercial. Uh it's back to eight five five cash now. I did call uh that number. It is not eight five five cash now anymore. Uh but I did hang up and I was gonna call back. Uh so I will do some more investigation. I will uh call the company, see what they're doing now. eight
4: seven seven cash now. JJ Wentworth.
0: <laughs> I wonder if that's still uh still yeah,
4: valid I still see the I still see the commercials out there. Oh, here. still ads, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I brought up a I made I cracked a joke about that. If you go through the archives about all the, the thirst on Twitter for uh, Cash Wheeler, eight seven seven Cash now.
0: I now I get it. Okay, yep. Uh, and then real quick, I guess they're going to Columbus, Ohio, and uh, Adam Cole. I don't know what kind of shirt this dude's wearing, but it's like Adam Cole. What are you doing? Um, and then we did get CNC Wrestle Factory. You can text ROH to a certain number. Uh, that number no longer works. I have not gotten my picture. I yep, texted it.
2: Follow up last week, we saw the ads with Michael Elgin. Yep. Not all men are created equal.
0: I would have taken Michael Elgin or CNC Wrestle Factory, um, but uh, I wouldn't
4: take a picture from Michael Elgin. You never know what you're going to get with that guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but next, uh, Nigel comes out, uh, and Will, it's official now. It's going to be brother versus brother uh, in Baltimore. You know, a storm's throw away from Sandy Fork, Delaware. And, uh, you know, and we keep forgetting that Mark did win his debut against Jay at age 17. Uh, but then it gets fucking weird from this point. Then the Wolves come out. Uh, did you get this promo, Will? So are, are Davey and Eddie just fighting each other randomly at best of the world? Is that what I got? And like I,
2: I missed what the whole point of this thing was, and then it just kind of devolved into like, what a, okay. a, like a schmozzy family. I have no idea what's happening right now.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was really awkward. Um, Brendan, don't go back and ever watch this.
4: Eddie yeah. Edwards promo? I can't believe that would be awesome.
0: Well, no, it was Davey talking. It was just oh, like... Well, yeah, yeah, him too. Even
4: worse.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah.
0: They, they came out, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, the main event may be brother versus brother, but, you know, it's also going to be brother versus brother when brother Davy Richards wrestles the American Wolf, Eddie Edwards, and then... Is Hulk
4: Hogan writing these
0: promos? That's a good point. It actually even... <laughs> brother, 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 um, brother. And then Carino comes out. Doesn't work in. for me, brother. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I, I don't know where they're going with that, but Carino comes out, um, and he's got no beef with anybody. Was it Jay that he had the beef with, Will? He's like, I got no beef with you. I got no beef. I got tons of beef with you. and got no beef. And then he went off on Nigel. I was confused here.
2: Does it he sounds
4: have- like an episode of Raw to like the beginning episode 20 Does minute interview. A, this was
2: a very raw-esque segment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, definitely the low light of the show. Uh, but then uh Carino definitely uh starts accosting Nigel, you know, Nigel should be arrested, you know, <laughs> workplace violence, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and then uh he's all pissed off because Matt Hardy's supposed to get it. Um, uh, but at the end of it, he basically says whoever's holding the title, he doesn't care if it's Davy Richards, Or it's Eddie Edwards, or Jay Briscoe, or Mark Briscoe, or Santa Claus, whoever's gonna be getting is gonna be wrestling Matt Hardy for the title. Oh, uh that,
4: yeah.
0: Yeah, and then Carino shoves Nigel into Davy, and then all of a sudden Jay punches Davy and then a brawl goes down and uh they're fighting, and then Michael Elgin comes out, stands there, and we go to break. And then we go right into an Eddie Edwards commercial. So we all know how we feel about that. Love um, it. Yeah, Will, I have no idea what the fuck was going on here.
2: I don't um, either. I feel like I missed when the Wolves came out. And then I feel like the next thing I knew it was like it all just devolved. into.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if Davey and Eddie wrestling. Are, gonna, are wrestling each other at best in the world to face the winner. I, I don't know.
2: It
4: sounds like a Russo promo where he used to. Right. Two weeks of T V into a, a three uh segment.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah. bro. Bro. Uh but next we do uh cut a uh we have Veda Scott and she mentioned she's usually interviewing people here, but she's yeah, basically she's cutting stage, promo. But... Yeah, she's cutting promo on Misfits, you know, mischief, you know, mischief, don't fuck around with Veda, she's pissed off. You know, and uh, Veda's like no one spits in her face. Um, and I have in my notes here. Insert Luke Common here. But uh, real quick, <laughs> I do, I do want to shout out uh, Veda Scott and Speedball. Uh, Mike Bailey did celebrate their one year anniversary today. So congratulations to those two. I know they definitely had some trials and tribulations with his his band from the United States, but uh,
4: well done, Mike or Speedball. Yeah, in in more ways than
0: one. So, and yes. but that leads into our next uh, women of honor match, and I use that term very, very loosely. Uh, Cherry Bomb, obviously now known as Allie, um, versus Mischief again. I don't know what are you guys thoughts on Mischief. I'm just very, she's just very generic and bland to me.
4: She seemed very angry back in the day, and like, I guess there wasn't a lot of women like her out there. So if you needed a badass heel. Went with mischief.
0: Yeah, a lot of yelling, a lot of punching. Um, I don't know. Just for some odd reason, she just got on my nerves in this match. Will, any thoughts?
2: Well, I mean, I mischief in the general women of honor. The the women of honor division is, you know, full of the bright, colorful cast of characters. Something um, we are definitely gonna,
4: very loosely.
0: We are definitely going to book a better women's division.
2: Hell yeah! I mean. She's the most dominant woman that Ring of Honor is showcasing right now. Yeah. Is Del Rey already in
4: uh, WWE by this time?
0: I don't know. Um, She made a couple appearances dominated, and then we haven't seen her since God, probably what October probably will.
2: Hmm. Um, yeah, really, whenever uh, she had the match when she was with uh, Eddie Edwards, or, right? Yeah. Um, uh, match was you know
0: super solid. Cherry bomb slash Ellie did look a little off, um, you know, but she did take a whoop, and I will give her that. Uh, Mischief can beat some ass, uh, but then Veda Scott comes out, runs a distraction in her skirt. Um, if you're gonna do a run in Veda, I would probably recommend wearing different clothes, but that's up to you. It isn't
2: League of Your Own.
0: No, you
2: well, know you she... gotta you gotta sell the stick, right? She's not dressed to be a competitor. She's not a competitor. They're not putting her forward as a competitor. <sighs> But she can right. grab somebody's ankle. And we can see that drop kick that they mentioned last time, how like this killer drop kick she's got. And then uh <laughs> she hits the like a Death Valley driver thing to win.
0: Yeah, Cherry Bomb gets the pin, but yeah, said dropkick uh from the top rope and she really nailed the shit out of her hip. It was ugly. So but better than drop kick and I can send so um, all in all, it was an okay match. I mean, obviously, they're setting up Veda versus Mischief. Um, you know, they're doing obviously the Ring of Honor has a history of making their um announcer's wrestle. Um, queue of Quinn McKay, which is she back to announcing on NXT or like backstage stuff?
2: She's backstage stuff.
0: <sighs> I thought she's gonna be back in the ring. Nope, but and her and Dactro broke up, huh? Oh,
2: yeah, that's that's old news, Hmm. Huh?
0: I love Dak Draper. I don't know how the fuck that guy's not on cable TV. He is made for fucking TV.
2: Oh, he's in NWA. He's in the, the best wrestling promotion in America.
0: Anyways, um... You
2: know who would probably do great in NWA? Michael Logan.
0: Uh, <laughs> him versus Tyrus.
2: Oh, no, him uh, and Tyrus. That would be the team. There's uh, your There's your winner for the Crockett Cup. <laughs>
0: Um, but then we get, uh, Will's favorite time of the week, uh, inside ring of honor. I did ring miss a little bit of this week. as I was, uh, making my better half some dinner. Uh, some very t- fantastic, uh, ground Turkey and sweet potato burgers. That's um, amazing. Yeah. They're really good. So, Brundon, whenever you want to come out, you're more than welcome. I'll make you some, uh, but basically they're going to San Antonio for the first time and it's cool. Cause we're going to get ACH versus J Lethal. Uh, you know, obviously they're very high on ACH. We're very high on ACH, so him and Jay Lee should have a good time. He's uh, a Texas
4: it, guy too, I
0: think. Yep, yeah, so it's yeah. like a homecoming. And then uh, you know, they're kind of reiterate that scene is going after every scum member. He's already knocked out Red Titus and we'll see what's going on. But uh after that, Will, Brunden, our main event. Um, it's, I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna spoil <laughs> spoil it right here. Uh definitely a match of the year contender, uh for sure. Definitely, when it comes to TV, it was only 15 minutes, but, I mean, it's all they could give him, but it's Roddy Strong versus the aforementioned Bone Soldier Taji Ishimori. Um, I know I I I mentioned it earlier, but I really do like this Roddy. He's just going out there. He's just, and honestly, he's just a wrestler, but he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's putting on great fucking matches. Seems like he's having a fucking blast.
2: Um, You know, the drawback, right? Like, there's a lot of great wrestlers in 2013 Real Honor. It's not necessarily a, gr- a lot of great characters. Right. Because even um. like, Carino tries to put forward like he like the frat boy thing, but like, I don't really get that from...
0: Not now. I mean, he was when he first started watching. He was definitely doing like, I drink all the beer, I fuck all the bitches, and I, I run all the miles.
4: I'm pretty sure he did a uh, one of those uh, Kevin Steen shows. Uh, the ones that uh, I think it was on a uh, High Spots or something yep. like that. I've been watching if you those. watch the uh that one, I'm pretty sure you see a hundred percent frat boy Roderick Strong, just sitting there drinking beers, no shirt on. Yeah, just yeah. everything. It, yeah, all he was missing was some Greek letters on his uh, <laughs> hat or some shit.
0: You guys didn't do the whole frat fraternity thing in college, did you?
4: I went to community college.
0: Okay. I didn't play long
2: enough. I, I went to art school, Tom. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> I did think so, but yeah, I mean I, I went in there, but uh but yeah, I mean listen, Roddy or at this point, listen, yeah, just put him in the match and I mean he's gonna steal the show with whoever he's wrestling. You know, last year he had a sleeper great match with Mike Mondo. Uh him and Machine Gun Carl Anderson had a great match. This fucking match ruled. Um, real quick, I do want to shout out the guy in the front row. Uh, with a no ma'am t-shirt. I don't know if you guys remember that from uh, Married with Children. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, once again, Will, that's just me noticing random people and random shit in the crowd. But uh, um,
2: it looks you know, like a no, a no ma'am shirt is it's not something we see every day. So
0: No, no. Uh, no
4: I, I feel like to... that's like a thing for like if you watched uh, Attitude Era and all that stuff, if you were heavily watching then. You were watching all the signs in the crowds and everything, too. Like, yeah. everybody had a sign.
0: Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. So, I'm going to shout out my good friends, uh, Mr. Matt, uh, Matt Mabry and Adam Tulson over at the Dark Side of the Ring podcast. Uh, but they're reviewing, um, 20, like 23, 24 year old, uh, Raws every week. Uh, but one of their segments is Sign of the Times. So, they show, like, yeah, they point out some of the signs that they see in the crowd and, yeah, you can definitely people they were not screening signs back then.
2: Uh,
4: oh, no. <laughs> There's a Twitter page, uh I believe it's Twitter. It's like Attitude Era Signs. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a great wait, follow. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, what? I gotta find I gotta find it. I'll send it to you. It's I'm uh, I'm looking Goldberg. right now. Yeah, Goldberg Eats Goldberg eats corn the wrong way or <sniffs> a lot more uh not safe for work shit also.
2: Oh yeah, they're some of the A-Tuger. stuff people were putting on signs was
0: X Piss instead of X Pac. Wow, they've got two thousand or twenty-eight thousand one point or point one followers. I came to see That's man boobs. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention what that one is. I love the guy with the I hate sign sign. That's awesome. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Fat people are harder
2: to <laughs> Oh, that so, should be a teacher. It's, kind of it's kind of a lost art.
0: Um, a leprechaun stole my whiskey. Uh, I skipped I'm school on, and I'm the teacher. Eh. I'm on the Mexican radio. Big cock 24-7. All
4: right. I always really like the sign that said I'm taping raw, and you see it at Nitro or something yeah. like that. My, that my wife is
0: me. my wife is waiting in the car. <laughs> Spank me like the dog I <laughs> am. Um, uh, this my, is... uh,
2: my friend Joe when he went to the uh, the CZW thing with his kid brought a sign that said Cornette was right. That they got a lot of love from uh, the fans and the wrestlers wrestling the death match tournament. Oh, that's great.
0: What's a, what's a Taz three letters one word four feet? <laughs> Ah, oh, yeah, I'm definitely following that. So, all right, well, shout out to that fucking page. So, hell yeah! I used to
2: be a big thing like we—you'd make your creator wrestler, and you could pick what signs like would be represented for like, your creator wrestler in the crowd. Nice, Play uh, back.
0: Yeah, but uh, real quick, like I said, um, you know, the aforementioned Michael Elgin looks like he might be wrestling Paul London if he's cleared next week. Ah, uh, that should be another fuck of a match. Uh so shout out to Davy Richards and uh Paul London. I'm glad you're okay after Davy Richards double stomped your fucking face. Oh
4: god. That uh, that is uh, Jesus. That was uh, yeah. that was rough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe how much I've soiled on Davy Richards in the past like 6 weeks. Um but it is what it is. Uh, you step
4: on a uh a treasure like Paul London. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen him live? No. Before. So he used uh, to come around here to uh
2: Pro well, I, know, Magic. I think I would have seen Paul and he would have been with Brian Kendrick.
4: Okay. When, when I saw him. So he used to come around here uh with Pro Wrestling Magic and something else. And he used to sing himself to the ring to his ring out mu- uh, music, which was something like you're never too never too young to die or never too Something like that, or I gotta send you a clip because it, w- it was great, and he would have the whole crowd singing and everything. He's just a treasure,
0: yeah. Um, so hopefully that match does happen. Um, his face is on the TV episode graphic, so fingers crossed. Uh, but just th- this match fucking ruled. Um, uh, there's the, t- the spot where the tombstone where uh, Ishimura's going to tombstone and Roddy, but then he flips him into like. Uh, reverse lung blower chest blower thing. I've never seen that before. Um, these two kicked the living shit out of each other. I mean, literally, um, you know, Ishimori kicked right in the face like 30,000 times, but in the end, hit the sweet ass 450, ends the match. Um, and then all my notes, all I can say is, holy fuck, what a match, and find it on, you know, find it out there, people. So, um, Will, I kind of bogarted that like I like to, but uh, any thoughts on that match that man missed?
2: No, I liked it more than the, the match from whatever it is we just watched. So, yeah.
4: The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15pm Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod, and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder, because if you don't find us, we
1: will find you. What's up everyone, when on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast,
2: or playing in punk bands,
1: or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling because we're from winnipeg you idiots you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network.
0: Uh, but we are going to um, Relentless here from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, also, uh, this happened May 18th, 2023. Uh, no Kevin Kelly, though. Uh, Joe Dombrowski, he is currently doing all the AAW pay-per-views. Uh, he also runs Warrior. Um, but funny story I kind of alluded to a little bit li- uh, later. Um, Brandon, you did say that that sounds very Milwaukee, and you are 1,000% right. Uh, we definitely do have a very um, vast Polish um Influence in this town. Um, but there's this guy, Ben Simon, that works for my friend, uh, buddy, uh, my buddy, uh, Tinder Mahal, Joey, down in uh Grandall Wrestling in St. Louis. And I thought that Joe Dombrowski was this Ben Simon guy. So I was talking for like three minutes, like he's Ben Simon, but he's actually dope Joe Dombrowski. Um, because they like said all your dorky white guy announcers all look alike. Um, you. you know, so that was the Warrior Show at South Bend. So that was always pretty funny. So, um, but uh, real quick, I don't think we've actually really talked about this. Listen, obviously, Ring of Honor is pretty unique in the fact that the ringer, uh, the announcers, are literally right at ringside. Um, any thoughts? You know, I really kind of like the uniqueness of that. So
4: that's old school. Like they did, and the uh, the original Raws, they were at ringside,
0: like uh, right, like on the ring. Um,
4: uh, maybe not on the ring. Yeah. But they were they were right there well they're, uh, they're only
2: on the ring because ring of Honor doesn't book rooms big enough where you can actually have like room yeah good point they they uh, they really effectively only have three sides to the outside of the ring because you really can't do stuff on that commentary table side unless you bring somebody through it
0: yeah which happened later in the evening um I don't know because it really comes into play because obviously with Carino being so mouthy – um Oh, real quick, we're just gonna run through the card here, real quick. But uh, first match Kyle's Matthew, Kyle Matthews versus Michael Elgin. Uh, Kyle Matthews definitely looks like CM Punk. Um, do you guys know Kyle Matthews? I didn't get a chance to look him up. Is that a name ring bell at all? Do you guys because he fucking yeah. did a really, really good job?
2: I, I was- kept having to tell myself it's not Kevin Matthews, right? Yeah, because that's what I kept my mind kept saying, Kevin Matthews. Like, no, it's not, it's not KM, it's not a. <laughs> New Jersey's
4: own. Um friend of Shining Wizards, Kevin.
0: Bro. Yeah. Uh name drop. Uh yeah, but basically you know, Kyle, Kyle we do need to get a bell. Uh Kyle <laughs> survives a, you know, a sixty seven second uh, suplex from Elgin. Um obviously Michael Elgin's really strong. Uh really you know, obviously commentary does a great job putting Michael Elgin over. Uh but yeah, I mean this Matthews kids gave Elgin for a good a run for his money. Definitely had the crowd support. Um, we even kicked out of a well, uh, Michael Elgin missed a senton bomb. Um, Mike or Matthews kicked out of a buckle bomb. Uh, but at the end, obviously, you know, Michael Elgin does what Michael Elgin does you know, the spinning back fist, buckle bomb into the spinning power bomb for the win. Uh, but get a code of honor at the end. Uh, so he did earn the respect. Um,
2: he picked the kid up off the ground to shake his hand,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, he, yeah, so um, and I was actually wrong, so uh, we'll. The Adam versus Adam match was actually next. And my laptop is running a little low here. But while I'm moving here real quick, uh, do you have any quick thoughts on this one, Will?
2: Nope. It was Michael Elgin against Local Enhancement Talent. I didn't think Michael Elgin was going to lose. Um going to put over didn't. on commentary because Elgin's kind of feuding his, with uh, Carino because he wants to... First, he wants to beat Carl uh, Anderson. Then he wants to go after Scum, get Scum out of Ray of Honor. But, um, yeah, I mean, wasn't ever a thought in my mind that Cam was going to come out with a win here.
0: Um, but, yeah, surprisingly competitive. Um, yeah, the next match we got, like I said, it's the Battle of the Adams. Uh But Steve Carino said this match was really, really sexy. Um. Oh, yeah. Kind of very awkward. I mean, I mean, he's he's not wrong, but I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, he Adam, likes Adam He, he looks yeah. Adam Cole a lot too. Yeah,
4: Adam Page is a very handsome man. That is very true. Yeah, um, you
2: mean, know, Adam um, Cole was at his wedding. Adam Cole was a great young man. Nigel hasn't let him pick. Let him. He hasn't let him pick whether he wants to be part of Scum or not.
0: Yeah, it was a. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm um, good, definitely good match. And, you know, obviously, these two are going to have a lot of rivalry going forward. Of course, they had a let's go Adam chant, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of reminded me of the Thomases earlier on, you know, and Steve Carino keeps talking about Adam Page, you know, growing Iranian tobacco. He
2: grows, um, he grows illegal tobacco.
0: Yeah, a uh, little some missteps here. They both had like a double dropkick where they both missed each other. It was kind of odd, but, uh, Page does hit that standing student star press. It's good, you know, that he'll be famous for later on. Um, hit a top rope. Uh, neck breaker is pretty nasty. Uh, but, yeah, in the end, uh, you know, Adam Cole kicks him in the back of the head. And then uh, Florida Keys. And then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, Adam Cole's doing the, the uh, Florida Keys kind of like with his legs facing Carino. So Carino's like, ooh, looks nice view of Adam Cole's junk. So that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Adam Cole, uh, no sell on the coat of honor. So he's yeah, he, he just booked it. Yeah, he's like, I'm out, bitches. Um, so this uh next match we've got the um, aforementioned Roddy Strong versus Mark Briscoe. Obviously, Mark Briscoe is a national treasure. Uh probably probably my match of the night. Um, if not for a lower part of uh one match, but um I never mentioned. Notice that uh, in Roddy's entrance, real quick, the music he's got—he's got a nice Boondock Saints clip in it. So, um, nice. Yeah, and then uh, Carino says that uh, they Ring of Honor has Mark uh, Mark Briscoe on the show for a tax break um, because he can't, you know, put sentences together. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, I talked about Roddy being uh, the nice guy, but um,
2: yeah, Carino was a little much on commentary overall. He was very loud, very shouty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, in more in more ways than one. And then, uh,
2: you know, talking about how sexy Adam Cole was, but he also a lot of shots at Jerry Lawler on on commentary.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he's he's ripping on Mark Briscoe because he's got a you know he's got a a clapping tattoo, and then Joe Dombrowski's like, I think that's a religious tattoo. He's like, what kind of religion claps? Um because
2: well, he's got a cross too, right? And they're like yeah. oh, that's a T.
0: Um, which was kind of funny, but um you know this is really your, your classic Ring of Honor match. Um and Steve Carino mentioned something. Does he have a book out? Does anybody know? Carino? Yeah. I don't think he does. Okay, because that would be an awesome fucking read. It would. Um I've I watched sp-
4: uh at least half a dozen Carino shooting interviews. And it's always entertaining.
0: Yeah, he's a funny motherfucker. So,
4: yeah. Have you met him yet? No, I never met him. Uh, wait, I've seen him live a whole bunch of times, but I I never met him in person. I wish I did.
0: Yeah, he was, he's a former champ in this area for a company that I don't like to promote. So, I'm not going to put him over. Um, but yeah, he was supposed to be back for like their night of champions, but he didn't show. So, I'm glad I didn't go to that show. Hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, I just mentioned that, you know, Ryan's got a great dropkick, but Rhett's got the best dropkick, or Rhett Titus does. He's not wrong there. Um, and Mark never wins the Ring of Honor TV title ever, does he? No, nah, never do you, does. Do you think he will take it from Joe at some point? I would. In current times.
4: I would actually prefer him to take another title. Oh. Uh, I would prefer him to eventually take the heavyweight title. Because, you know, it would just be a great story, even if he doesn't have a long reign. And I mean, the second he wins it, I guarantee there's not a dry eye in the house. I'm
0: gonna ball. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> Oh, my cat's chasing a fly. I always love that. So um <laughs> great match. Uh clean, hard fought. Uh, you know, in the end, um, you know, Mark and, and Roddy trade pinfalls, but uh Mark gets the roll up at the end of the match and we do get a quote of honor. So um Will, any quick thoughts or anything? Nope. Okay.
4: Can't go wrong with those two.
0: No. Yeah. And then uh we've got Chris LaRusso versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um Steve Carino, you know, because I guess is a lawyer. He's like, oh I thought you'd say he's a registered sex offender. Um uh, oh. not really much to say about this. Obviously Chamonta demolishes, t- demolishes LaRusso. Uh but Ciampa does want Michael Elgin and I signed me the fuck up for that. Um, oh, the ringing announcer guy. Yeah, it looks like Stephen Hawking's. That's what it was. And his suit was too big. <laughs> so I don't mean to pick on the guy, but...
4: Did you uh, ever hear Stephen Hawking's last words? No. It's the sound that Windows makes when you shut it down.
0: <laughs>
4: I'll be here all night.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> Real quick, we've got Scum versus American Wolves. So it's Compton and Titus. You know they do. Oh, we don't know who's going to be, but obviously it's always Compton and Titus. Uh, Scum jumps the wolves. Wolves get the upper hand. Uh, Carino keeps slapping Richards until he's tall. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um,
2: well, that was. That's when he's yelling at him. He's like, "I'll slap you until you're tall."
0: Yeah. See, that's where I kind of like the ring announcers right there at ringside with with Carino, It's always good. So um, more goddamn headbutts. Um. I always do love I don't know about you guys, but when bat when the heels do the fake tag when they don't have to. Yes. You know, so they're actually right there, but they still well,
2: f- I, I like they, they brought he's like he who's they're not tagging in and out and Nebraska's like nobody's been tagging in and out. <laughs> like. I remember um,
4: that that was like a money ink thing. Like the ref's back would be turned and IRS would, you know, slap wow. his own hand. It's like why even it was such a like a stupid little thing. It's like you're three, you're like a foot away from the guy. You could tag him. Why fake it?
0: No, oh, I love stuff like that. So <laughs>
4: yeah, I know I love uh, it now.
0: Um, but we get a random power and glory reference. I do enjoy me some power and glory. Um, Powerplex, great stuff. Yeah, uh, Davey does take a nasty um upside down spear into the corner. Uh, Compton does clip uh, kick out of the double stomps. I am definitely. Um starting to turn myself around on Cliff Compton due to Steen's uh shoot interviews with him on high spots. Uh but right after he does, he goes into an ankle lock. Uh Rick comes in for the save, but then Edwards gets a one leg crab and they both tell ta- you know, they both tap. Greeno loses it. Um yeah, Will, I mean, great match. fun. blah, blah. Anything you want to add?
2: Nope. Uh you know, is putting over that the Wolves have been a team for a while. Cliff Compton and Rhett have been a team, functioning team, but they don't have the, the longevity as a team. But getting the reps in.
0: Yeah. Um uh then the you know, the ring announcer comes out, um Stephen Hawking, but Carino takes the mic from him, announces that Hardy's getting a title shot in Baltimore. Uh more words from Carino. He shouts out Omega and all in. I know that was Obviously, not in the future, but um, uh, and basically, and then we're getting another match where if Skun loses, they're out forever, but if they win, Nigel's gone, blah 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 blah. So, we're doing this again. Um, then we've got a six way match, uh, definitely a little bit interesting. Uh, CNC, Russell Factory, and Jay Lethal, uh, versus Reed Dragon and Matt Taven. That's a team now. I don't know why this bothered me so much. But right off the bat, Bobby Fish gets on the mic. He's like, well, I got to mention. So basically, this is the Beastie Boys versus Run DMC. Yeah,
2: that uh, was supposed to be a joke, and it really didn't land with like anybody. Because even on the commentary table, they're kind of like, yeah,
4: Beastie Boys are better. Nice to know that Bobby Fish has been cringe for so long.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. Like the crowd, and it's kind of like everybody's like, "Oh, wow!"
0: Yeah, and what's his face just died? You know, you know, less than a year earlier. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, that definitely went over like a fart in church, as the kids like to say. Um, but we get some good three-on-three action. Uh, C&C Factory suiciding on two guys, and then Lethal on the other end. Uh, lots of back and forth. Uh, Lethal does take a in here for a while. Um, as the three of them start beating on him. Uh, that's until Cedric gets in the ring and, man, dude, I've been saying this for a while, obviously, with Cedric Alexander is a fucking stud. Sign him up for the best of Super Juniors next year. But he really took over this match. Like, once he got in the ring, the match went to a whole new fucking level. Um, you know, Carino says he'd like to see a singles match between Cedric and Kyle O'Reilly, and he ain't fucking wrong. Um, but in the end, CNC Wrestle c factory team up, uh, double team Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Cedric gets the pin. Uh, so they do pin the current tag team champions. Um, yeah, like I said, once you know, lately Caprice has been kind of um, quarterbacking CNC Wrestling Factory, but Cedric really took over this match. Um, lot, lot last half of this match was a lot of fun. So, um, Will, you got anything for us?
2: Nope. It's I mean, opening comments aside. And there's six very talented in ring performers, and we you get you get that in this match.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, I'd say five. I mean, I don't know Taven. Since he's won the title, has been kind of a little bit off. Um. So I'd say you know, well, I I love Matt Taven, but
2: he's he's up too late all the hoopla.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been up too late. You know. Oh God, we got the Tulsa hoopla coming up. Will. amazing
4: amazing.
0: Anyways, yeah, um, this match is interesting Jimmy Jacobs versus Kevin Steen Steen fouls to go through Scum uh, so the match starts, they fight, Jacobs gets the key for ch- choking Steen but then Steen flips out, attacks Jacobs and they break up, start swimming in chairs uh, but somehow Nigel McGinnis calls uh, I don't know if this is airing anywhere um, but Nigel calls in and now it's a last man standing match and uh, no DQ and um Steen launches one of the young lions into everybody. Uh, they beat the p- piss out of each other. Um, Jacobs does bring up some barricade in the ring, and it's not that light barricade that I get at work sometimes. Uh, Steen socks him with a chain, uh, and Jacobs uh, tries to hit Steen with a chair while in the dumb bar- barricade, but Steen kicks him in the dick. Uh, package pile on uh, barricade for the win. Uh, but then he F-sanks him on the back of a chair. God damn it, it looked horrible. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, and uh, last thing I say here is I really hope it doesn't end up being Kevin Steen and Matt Hardy at like Final Battle or Glory by Honor or some main event somewhere, so um, yeah, you know I I kind of went through that pretty quick, I know we're getting a little late here, but uh, this is just basically a beating of Jimmy Jacobs, showing that Jimmy Jacobs is one tough motherfucker um, that S-sank on a chair did not look awesome. Uh, Will, you got anything for us?
2: Nope I mean, we're you we continue to get the story payoff. We're getting said it's a great showing. Jimmy Jacobs has been having a great last couple weeks. Yeah, uh, some solid outings. I mean, it is a little tired of the whole like all the match gets called off, oh, restart the match is no DQ. It's like on, just start it as no disqualification. Yeah, but also if it's no disqualification, why isn't all of scum just beating down Kevin Steen?
0: Because that would make too much sense. Yeah, the whole you know, Nigel calling thing was odd, but.
2: Well, it's because Steen called him out. He He's like, Jimmy, I knew you'd do this. He's like, Nigel should restart the match. And then Sinclair gets on the, the phone on the earpiece. Breaking news.
0: Yeah. Well, that leads us to our, our main event, though, Will and Brandon here. Thank you the for being here. Um, uh-huh.
3: uh-huh.
0: Jay Briscoe, your current Ring of Honor champion versus a uh, friend of Brett uh, from the Brain Buster Boys, BJ Whitmer. And that's a shoot, by the way, uh, for the Ring of Honor championship. You know, BJ is the end of his five year redemption tour. Uh, I did have to crack up. Jay comes out with a um a very super determined look, uh, rocking our Leonard Skinner T-shirt. Um, And I will. I, we haven't said this yet, but uh, Jay, obviously, we miss you. But obviously, the highlight of this match was Mark was on commentary. And uh, just listening to this, Mark would be money doing Shakespeare. I'm telling you guys, it's a million dollar fucking idea.
4: Hundred um, percent.
0: You know, this match basically another classic Ring of Honor brawling match. Uh, just two masters doing it. Two guys can that can dish it out and take it. Um, obviously the the story of this match is really just kind of like the Mark and Jay with with Mark being on commentary. Um, you know what that is until Jay Briscoe launches BJ Whitmer over the top rope. Head first through some tables. Ish. Again. Goddamn BJ Whitmer. Holy shit. Um I bet rest... he misses
4: the days that he used to fight Jimmy Jacobs and throw Jacobs everywhere instead.
0: Yeah, I guess this is this is Carmen pulling back. Yeah. I I don't know about you, Will, but did you shoot think this is over after that happened?
2: So Tom, I hate to break your heart. I tried to watch this match three different times, <laughs> and I fell asleep each time.
0: Um, you really only need to last like the last five minutes. Um, you're,
2: you're not the only person in my life telling me I only need to last five minutes. No, I, I, like, I dozed off. No, I'm with you. I I, 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 went back to watch it, and then I, I woke up at the start of the, the Texas show. <laughs> Because Karino was in the ring talking to somebody, and now uh, he oh. called in Texas. I'm like, oh, that auto played to the next show.
0: Oh, so wait, Will, when you watch the event, so it plays the next show for the event, but TV, it plays the fucking previous one.
2: It makes yes. sense. Sorry.
0: Sorry, I just woke my wife up and my neighbors with that. Sorry. I'm <laughs> um,
2: full of hate, too.
0: Goddamn fucking Honor Club.
2: Such an um, angry little Midwestern boy.
0: I am, I do have anger issues, so that is definitely a, a, a fact. So, um, yeah, basically in the end, you know, refs are checking on BJ Whitmer. Uh, I thought they were almost gonna call a match, but uh Jay comes out and Jay ain't having it, so he rolls him back in the ring, goes for the pin, but Jay or BJ kicks out. Um Jay puts a little bit of a whooping on him, it's a fucking beautiful uh Jay driller. I'm like, okay, that's it. No, BJ kicks out again. Uh hmm. he and they actually even gets some lariats in on Jay. It's an explorer suplex, uh, but the Jay comes back, uh boots him like five times. A uh, hardest shit, but uh, you know BJ is finally standing until after the sixth one. Uh, but then Jay gets a Jagan sweeper on him, and uh BJ passes out. Um, you know the match, you know, was a little wrestled by numbers in the beginning, but yeah, last five minutes was very entertaining, very new Japan style. Um, great story told. Um, BJ he didn't tap. You know, he didn't get pinned. Um, you know, the locker room comes out to help BJ and he gets up and, uh, we get a quote of honor. <laughs> and, uh, after all that, Jay goes to lift up BJ's arm, but BJ's like, ah, motherfucker. And then you actually get to see Jay, uh, Briscoe smile, uh, that famous Jay Briscoe smile where he breaks character a little bit. Um, you know, match is super solid, but definitely the end was definitely worth it. So, Will, if you actually ever get a chance to watch just the last five minutes, I'd recommend it.
2: I can only um, watch it at any time with my yeah. honor club that I pay nine ninety nine a month for you can you do. too. watch ROH.com.
0: yeah and you can you can watch this stuff this with with us so um Brandon obviously I know you didn't watch this cuz this is kind of a unplanned appearance but any thoughts sure. um you know on Will and I's stellar uh review skills here or anything
4: it definitely sounded like a quality show like you know not like everything blow away but
0: it sounded Close like off. a
4: good show that uh you know would make the uh, local fans
0: happy yeah i mean as a house show yeah um, it was
2: all right. I mean, there's the audio's horrible. Like I said, like Carino's volume is way up. Dombrowski's is probably where it's supposed to be. <laughs> ring, the ring announcing volume is like bad. That doesn't it doesn't really come through that well at all? But I mean, yeah. like, like I said, it's not bad. It's just when we sit down to watch like another two and a half, three hour show. And it's just like... And we had three in a row. It's like, I just really want to be like, I kind of want to have the doors blown off the place.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel
2: like this whole thing was just all about how they're like really priming up B.J. Whitmer. And it's like, oh, look how over he is. Look how resilient he is. Look how great it is that he went through his recovery and all this other stuff. It's like, Okay, but why? If you're not going to do anything with them, because sure. yeah. they've been putting a lot of time and effort into BJ Whitmer the last couple of months, and it's like, but for what?
3: Yeah, for him to yeah. challenge
2: for the world title to lose, and then like and now, you know, it's going to be like now what? 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 Why? What does he do now?
0: Yeah, it's I stuck. mean. Oh, God, yeah, who knows? So, yeah, and obviously, Carino's been laying into BJ. you know. Yes, we know he's, you know, abused, drugs, all kid, and caboodles. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's a little tough. Like I said. I mean, we've literally had three weeks in a row with three shows. Um, It's not that we don't enjoy it, but I mean, you know, it's a two, and it's not like you can watch this like on, you know, you have to watch it in real time. It's not like you can watch it like, at, you know, advanced speed or anything, Tony Khan. Um,
2: well, it, and a lot of it doesn't have stakes, right? Because you know they're not going to have a title change at like one of these shows. You know, they're not going to, you're not. You're not really gonna be surprised by anything. It's just to be like, you know what? If I had nothing to do and wherever they were, and I had the ducats to drop and go to a show, I probably would be happy with it, right? It's like I got to see everybody. It was a fine show. Like, there's nothing that's nothing bad. Just nothing that really like blew the doors off. Of me. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I would say Roddy and Mark did, but I mean, I would say that, that Cedric match. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm just all in on Cedric Alexander lately. So but, yeah, I, I'm totally with you, Will. It's just like, you know, it is what it is. So we do have to remember they are house shows. So these aren't technically pay-per-views. Um, they're back at San Antonio. Um, But I also just realized we did not play our commercial. So we will be playing the commercial sometime during this episode. So I might have to do some actual editing. Um. But real quick, make sure you do follow all the great shows at the Shining Wizards Network. Um, Obviously, the flagship, the Shining Wizards, uh, you can hear them every Monday night. Um, You know, Will and I are definitely patrons. And as we've mentioned before, uh, so obviously is Brundon. Brundon is the uh, head note taker. Um, Our boy DHB3, former guest, is uh, taking on a former guest. Uh, LOL, Mike Peterson, for the Can You Beat That Championship. But uh, make sure you follow the other great uh, retro wrestling podcast on here, Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Um, um, thirty screams or less. I've really been enjoying those. Um, they really sold me on the movie. The menu, great movie. I haven't finished it yet. Fucking loved it. Um, obviously there's wrestling night Canada, inclusive breakdown. Oh, Marco, Jesus Christ, and our boys are at the Mike Carter podcast. Um, uh, shout out radioactive metal. A radioactive metal. Um, that that
2: somebody else on the show may or may not have been a part of at one point. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but obviously
4: Kevin Rogue shows also. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. the Tots pod
0: and the Year of Duke and Rogue. So hopefully Rogue, the, yeah. hopefully they'll be doing some well, I can't mention it, so I, I heard a rumor, but uh yeah, former guest of uh, Midwestern Resident Roundup, Mr. JJ Rogue. And then uh obviously what am I missing? Oh yeah. oh uh, yeah, just some Mark Ant- or uh, Anthony, um Ant Money, Ryan Slong, and Kate the Great over at the Mark Order. I said that already. Um oh the broadcast. Another couple of guys that we need to get on, so um they also. They are spelled with a K. These are fucking hilarious. So, Um, yeah, and then just uh, make sure you go back check out. They did a they did a great review of Steen versus Generico that we did on here. (laughs) Obviously, follow all the great shows on Visionaries Global Media. Uh make sure you follow our show, uh Good Cat ba- Bad Cop um with Uncle Graham and Matt and uh, obviously VFTR 2.0, Chad and Diesel, uh the Brandbuster Boys, uh Bull Hopefully will be on soon. Brett's gonna be making some more appearances, um Chris talks games, uh, and I know there's the Dungeons of the Junkies and over the band from Ringside guys, but uh
2: Yeah, that's all my plugs. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot, but if you listen to your podcast through Spotify or through iTunes. You can select the Visionaries Global Media header or the Shining Wizards Network. Yep. Just subscribe to that, and you'll get all the shows sent to your device.
0: Oh, yeah, and Bread Club, too. Yes. And
2: Bread um, Club is on the Wizards Network. It does air like a week after the episodes come out on YouTube through Fightful Overlook.
0: Um, but I do want to show Kieran real quick. Actually, um, his Noob Japan, I know he hasn't done one in a while, uh, but I listened to the one he did on Antonio Noki which is fucking great. Um so yeah I know I I kind of guarded the plugs here uh Brandon uh besides yourself and uh, all your note taking skills and everything anything else you want to plug?
4: Um I mean if you want to go back and listen to friend of the shows uh podcast Eric Freed's nattering with E you can catch me yep. talking about death matches and talking about AJ Styles catch the uh Tribal Chief LOL Mike Peterson on there and uh You know, look out in the future. I'm sure a few of us will pop up on there as well. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you pretty much plugged everything.
0: Yeah, and uh, like I said, I actually did just add into the show notes here uh, the link for um, Eric's podcast on Podbean. Uh, So make sure you just go uh, through the show notes and uh, make sure you're following all three of us and the show. And uh, hopefully we do have some dedicated Ring of Honor uh, or Ring of Honor revelry. But um, I'm getting tired. Uh, You guys are getting tired, but I can't thank you both uh, for all you guys do. I appreciate you guys. um, Appreciate all the high-fivers. Keep the questions coming in. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next week.
1: This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.